Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. All right. Hey guys, welcome to episode five of the running after age 40 podcast. Again, this season is all about how I get by with a little running with my friends and I'm super excited. Uh, So I have a guest today that was actually on the track team with me at Drake. Uh, She's a lot younger than me and she was way faster than me, but uh, it's just been really fun to watch her over the years on social media, um, just her family and just different things. But when I was starting to come up with guests for this podcast, her feed popped up in mine some, I don't know, one evening when I was just quickly browsing through and it just jumped out at me. She's doing the coolest thing. So I can't wait to share this with you, Um, but just a couple of things I jotted down uh, that she had written down. It was a year of gains. Uh, She learned to eat. She learned to lift. And she wrote, here's to pushing yourself and going toward the heart stuff. So it just resonated with me. It actually makes me kind of tear up because I think that (laughs) as athletes, you know, and runners and whether you're super competitive or not, when you're younger, um, you know, as you get older, it just gets harder and to find new challenges and whatnot is difficult. So she's found one. Uh, She's doing natural bodybuilding. And I can't wait to learn a little bit more about that and just how she stays fit and um, just, you know, happy with herself in her 40s and on. So welcome to Katie Longhauser. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, Sarah, thank you for that introduction. Like I'm teary, uh, I'm teary right now. And um, I'm so honored to be here and I'm grateful. And it's, it's so awesome to, to reconnect with you. And just like thinking back of those years when we were on the track team together and cross country, it's just like, oh my gosh, they were such sacred, you know, um, pivotal years in my life. And I look back and realize how much they influenced who I am today. And um, so even, you know, it's even though it was like 20 something years ago, <laughs> and I'm not that much younger than you, yeah, you, <laughs> you know, you're not yeah. that much older, you're not that much older than me. So uh, I want to point that out. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really flattered to be here. So yes, I'm Katie Longhauser. I'm a mom to three kiddos. Um, I am a business owner, serial entrepreneur, and um, now I'm a professional um, IPE bodybuilder bikini um, competitor, which just happened this last weekend, which I never saw coming. I was a runner forever. And this sort of, you know, as you get older, you find new ways to challenge yourself. And here I am. That's, that's great. So I like to back it up to just how you got started running. And before we started the recording, we were just talking about how runners just, you know, it is something inherent about our personalities that usually like we go all in. So do you want to backtrack and just talk about how you originally got into it? 
Yeah. So it was back in high school. Um, my sophomore year of high school, I have a twin. So Kelly was uh, a runner our freshman year of high school, and I did not run. I um, played tennis and played soccer. And after her freshman cross country season, she was the top like freshman in the state. And I think she, in the whole state of Kansas, she was like number 12 in the whole state of Kansas at the state meet. So after that, um, I was like, well, maybe I should run because I'd probably be good at it. And I wasn't, I was a varsity tennis player, but I wasn't like the top varsity tennis player or whatever. So I was like, I should probably do it. So I did. And, um, had a ton of success, but continued to play soccer. I didn't give that up. So I ran cross country and played soccer. And then when it came to going to college, Kelly and I both chose individually where we were going to go. And coincidentally, we both chose to go to Drake, where we both um, received, you know, um, scholarships to run cross country and track there, uh, middle distance, 800, the mile distance, medley relay four by eight, and then cross country, as you know, it was three miles at the time. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I, I, I didn't necessarily love running, but I, yeah. I was good at it. Um, but the, the running to me, I loved the, the social aspect, like the team, like the relationships that were developed on those long runs. Um, and the, that part really, really meant a lot to me. So I wanted to hold on to that. I love that. So I need to get Carla on the show because she and I used to do the long, long runs together. And I mean, we just have these random conversations that you would never have unless you were doing some, you know, long distance runs. So it's kind of funny. What about one of the most proud, like, what are you most proud of from your running? Yeah. Um, again, it kind of makes me teary. Um, so many, so many highs in running and, um, with, I think the right out, out of the gate, it was our freshman year. We were, we won the conference. Um, so we won our conference right away, right out of the, uh, out of the gate, which was super exciting. And I, I don't know if that was the first time Drake had, that had happened for our school, but I, and then just can, some of the other big highs were in, um, Kelly and I, uh, were on the distance medley relay together and, um, we broke the indoor, um, record in one conference with that. And then my, probably the highest high was Drake relays and our four by eight broke the four by eight record too. So, and ran, you know, our fastest times, the times that you never envision you could ever do, you know, the people you look up to run those times that we hit some of those splits. And it just, I just remember that sense of accomplishment. And you just can't beat it that, that high that I, you know, hitting those goals that you dream about, but you don't know if you'll ever do it, but you dream about it. And when it comes true, um, it's pretty surreal. I think it's just fun to look back at those type of milestones because we get busy with our families and sometimes we just forget that aspect of our life. And when you look back and realize some of the things that you did, it's like, wow, okay. Uh, it's just mm -hmm. so motivating. So what about now? So you've transitioned to this bodybuilding and whatnot. Can you explain like how you train, how maybe even just the transition, how you made that and why? Yeah. So, um, so I'm 42 and from, I started running probably at 16. So 16 to 42, when, you know, your knees don't love it. And so I, I, I ran my last marathon with one of our former teammates as well, Carrie. Mm -hmm. Um, I ran it pre COVID. Um, I did the Chicago marathon with her. And after that, I kind of stopped running. <laughs> okay. I mean, I would run every now and then, mm -hmm. um, like, like just like five, six miles, you know, a couple of times a week, I have a great solid running group of very successful women here that I love and I love running with them. But 
I kind of made a decision that I wanted to look at my fitness and my health and wellness differently. I um, have a history of struggling with an eating disorder and um, I kind of realized that I wanted to work on my diet and part of my nutrition and um, diet plan. I, I told the guy, the nutrition guy that I was working with nutrition coach that I wanted to build muscle. And so part of the plan was to, you know, figure out my baseline calories and then go into like a surplus and build, like lift weights. So if I were to go run, you know, 20 miles in a week, it would sort of take away from the the hard work I was trying to do in, in the, in the gym. And so with lifting weights and building muscle. So I, um, decided to trust, you know, this nutrition coach in this process, which was super scary. Cause all I knew was to run, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, keep running and, you know, do the same, you know, things that I've always done. And, you know, my, my diet has been my, my food relationship has been much healthier in my twenties. Well, much thirties, probably when I, with my child, having children and all that stuff, but, you know, there's still some part that was lingering. And I didn't realize that until I started working with this nutrition coach. And, um, then I realized this whole world existed that I was neglecting to see. And when it's hard, when something is hard, Mm -hmm. I believe you go towards it. And so it was, I was hitting these walls of like, I don't like, I don't want to eat that. I don't want to do, but it's, uh, this is hard. So to me, it was like taking the emotional component out of food choices and making it objective. Okay. So if I want to do a build muscle, I need to do this. And so it was, it was really challenging. And then, um, the weight, like lifting weights, like I working hard as runners, like we always, we work hard, right. But working hard in the weight room is totally different. And I, I love that challenge. Like I could run, you know, forever and I could run quick. I could run fast, but could I pull myself up in a pull-up? Like, no, I can't, I can't even do a pull-up. Like, so I was frustrated with those like benchmarks, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, or could I do 25 push-ups without on my toes? Like I couldn't. So, okay. I want to be strong. So I'm redefining what strength is. Um, and so I kind of shifted my focus and it, it's, it changed my life. I realized my diet and the way I work out and the way I push myself is, it's different. And it's very, very fulfilling to go towards that hard, you know? Yeah. So a couple of things that jumped out at me, uh, I'm certainly not doing the kind of strength training you are at like to the extent, but I will say, uh, I believe it was about three, two or three years ago. Um, it was actually through my daughter, you know, I wanted to get, uh, her some nutritional guidance for her sport. Uh, and also a little bit for my son too, but ultimately I actually ended up hiring the lady for myself. And Mm -hmm. I kind of worked through the same issues that you had. Like I realized that even though I thought that I was a lot better off, you know, in my, in my forties, I, I needed help. And so I think the first thing that jumps out is just sometimes we need to take a step back and hire someone that can help us <laughs> and look at the whole picture. Um, because, you know, we just continue to do the same things over and over and over and getting that outside help is just, um, it's, it's golden. Uh, so that, um, and then I love the explanation of working hard in the weight room. So when you talk about that, like, is it, is it every day or is it like, how, how does your program work? Yeah. So, um, so I, I love group fitness. I like, I think I'm a social person. And so going to a class that's like a weight, like room environment, it's not like what it's not CrossFit, but it has similar, you know, open gym sort of environment. 
So I do a class like that, um, like almost every day. And then a couple of times a week, I go to a one-on-one individual, like lifting session where it's really like leg, you know, glute intensive. That's my trouble area, right? That's the area that's the hardest for me. So I work that real intensely, um, with one-on-one, but in the group fitness, it's the pull-ups, it's the push-ups, it's the, you know, kettlebell, barbell, um, and so it's different every day, um, which I like, you know, it's not the same. Um, and I get to like, you know, have that social aspect, which I love. Um, so it's, it's challenging and rewarding and it's, it's fun for me right now, which is great. Um, but I do think that, I don't know, I do think it's, it's a new challenge every day. And like with running for me, I, you know, you could do a different route, you could go a different pace, you could do, you know, but this is, it's more versatile, you know, in a way for, um, and I, I find that more fulfilling right now. Do you have any tips for someone that maybe hasn't done strength training, uh, and wants to get into it? Like, do you have any recommendations, I yeah. guess, of how to get started? Yeah, I honestly think you do some research on finding somebody that you um, can work with that, you know, knows what they're doing. So um, I I think find somebody with credibility, like a coach that has credibility or an environment if you're in group doing group fitness with credibility. Um, You know, I do think lifting heavy, not just like a five pound 10, 15 pounds. I think heavy lifting is important. Um, not only, you know, like for your joints and your muscles and overall balance, like, but I do think that's important. So, um, but I, I, I think a group fitness environment could be great, but again, um, you don't, you know, listen to your body. You don't have to, you know, like kill yourself to do it, but start slowly and give yourself grace. I think nowadays, like you can look on Instagram and social media or YouTube and learn a lot about, basic lifting, like technique and, um, format that, you know, if you have a certain muscle group you want to work on, or, I mean, you can do a Google search really easily and find great content. I think honestly, Instagram is a great place to find really smart people. Um, and they put great content out there and you can just watch them how they're, what they're doing. And like, okay, you know, you get to learn, you know, you visually get to learn maybe the technique and the form, and then you can replicate that, um, assuming it's anatomically correct and, you know, it's safe and all that stuff, but, um, but you can do a lot on your own before you even walk into a place. Yeah. I like that. And I think that you just brought up another point that, you know, we think social media can be so it's, it can be such a time suck and it can be a negative thing, but for things like that, like finding resources, it's just invaluable. I mean, it's free, you know, there's no excuses. So I think that's a great part. What about nutrition tips? I guess that you've learned as you've gone through this journey, the last couple of years, like what have you changed in your diet? Yeah. Um, honestly, like one of the biggest things for me, and sometimes these, this gets a bad rap too, is tracking. So I do a, my fitness pal where I track my macros. Um, so my nutrition coach just gives me macros to hit. So macronutrients, so which is carbohydrate, protein, and fat. And so I just have to find, you know, fit my meals within those numbers. And it's not hard at all. It's not this strict, like only chicken and broccoli, you know, and sweet potatoes. But, um, even though I love those things, it's not very strict. So it's flexible for, of being a mom, you know, and having a lifestyle that I have. Um, but I think tracking for me has made the biggest impact because for so long, um, and I think women constantly do this, um, 
I underfed my body mm-hmm. and uh, I have learned the more I fed it, the right stuff, like whole foods and the right stuff, the more strength I developed, the faster my metabolism got, the more my body composition changed, you know, so meaning shedding fat, gaining muscle. Um, it's just another reason lifting is so important. You're, you're, you're adding muscle and you're increasing your metabolism. You know, you're replacing that fat, like all the things. And before my mindset was run a thousand miles, eat as little as I can and, you know, be skinny. And now it's like, no, I want to be strong. I want to be present in my body, you know, and I want to fuel it properly. Cause I got three sets of eyes watching me <laughs> and I was going to tear up as I say that. And, um, you don't have to do it. It's so, and anybody that's been on in, in that, on that hamster wheel of like, you know, got to you know, like run, 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 burn, 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 you know, like not figured like not literally running, but maybe, um, but I, there, it's so much better on the other side. And I'm so, I thank God every day for the, um, the journey and where I'm at now, because I mean, I, after the, my competition, I told Jay, I'm like, I'm just so happy to, to feel like strong and mm-hmm. confident in my body, as opposed to feeling like I needed to, to constantly improve it and hide it and ashamed of it. And, um, and it's not necessarily about the physique, like what it looks like. It's more about my acceptance of it. And it, it's a, it's a tool and a vehicle to do things as opposed to, um, what I was looking at it, um, before or how I looked at it before. Yeah. And I think, you know, you said the three sets of eyes watching you. And I think if you're like me, that was probably like the reason that you wanted to make the shift, but then it ultimately comes down to like, you're also doing it for yourself. So it's like, you needed that kind of push. And I needed that too, especially with my girls. I'm like, well, I want them to be strong. I want them to feel confident in their strong bodies, you know? So what am I, you know, what kind of role model do I want to be? But then ultimately it shifted to like, yeah, I actually want to do this for myself because it makes me feel good and it makes me a better person. So it's, it's funny how that kind of shifted. What do you think, I guess, how do you think it's affecting your kids? Like, you know, and just your whole family, like you can hear it in your voice, how proud you are of yourself and how excited you are. And I mean, I'm guessing that just shines through your whole home, but do you want to talk about that a little? Um, yeah, thank you. It's, I, this is, it's honestly, I, I'm getting like emotional just talking about it. Um, in our home, we always talk about, um, you know, strong, being strong and confident and, um, God has us here on purpose for a purpose. And, um, that's something we often talk about. And, um, I, I think like me going and doing this show and, you know, this new lifestyle that we've, I've kind of taken on, it's affected our whole house in a positive way. I feel like, because now I, my kids know I did something and I was scared to do, and I did it anyways. And I was uncomfortable, but I did it because I, and I, I share with them. Like, I feel like, you know, like that, like I'm trying, I want to empower and inspire other people to think beyond maybe what they are right now. Um, and I, I, I talk very openly, especially with my daughter, she's our oldest about it. And, 
Um, and it's, uh, you know, we talk about being strong. It's not about skinny. It's not about, you know, pretty it's, it's strong and, um, having fun. And so we, we are really cautious about the words we use and, um, and constantly want to like point our kids in the direction of you can do hard things. You can do scary things and, um, be strong and confident and use the gifts and talents God gave you. And, um, you know, we support each other if that's what, you know, it, like at first my husband was like, this is, it doesn't make sense to him. He was kind of on board with it and was like a little bit, but he didn't love it. And then after, um, going to the show and seeing all of it, he was like, oh, I get it. Like he, he and he's seen such a change in me. He, he gets it. You know what I mean? So we, we kind of all rallied together and it's been, it's been great. Yeah. I love, you can do hard things. So I don't know if I think it probably was maybe your first year. Like I wanted to quit the track team so bad. And I even went to Oz and I was like, here's my stuff. Like I'm quitting, you know, it's too much for me. I remember like saying like it's too much for me academically, you know, I need to focus on my academics. And he was like, I mean, you know, my name was Miller at that time. He's like, that's a bunch yeah. of bullshit. Like it's just, you're just thinking this is hard. And then he was like, you're nothing good ever came from easy. And that always has stuck with me ever since. And like, when you do, you think, oh, it's too hard. And then you're like, well, on the other side, you know? So I try to, you know, show that to my kids too. And it's tough. It's, and it's, you know, if you're just, I think the difference is like, you're out there doing it. You're not just telling them to do it. And so then they see you do it. And it's, that's when it really gets special. You already mentioned the My Fitness Pal app. Do you have any other like apps or uh, books or anything like that that you recommend? Um, so let me think. Um, I love that. Yeah, My Fitness Pal's app is wonderful. Um, books. I had to change my reading. I used to do like very intensive reading mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had to change it to lighter because yeah. I needed a little bit of lighter stuff in my That's life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I do something I, I do think it's important to read. I do think it's important to feel you, to fill your mind, you know, with things, especially when you're pushing through hard things and you have like, I, every morning I have like my routine is I get up really, really, really early. It's insane. Um, and have a cup of, a cup of coffee and I read and I have like my quiet time. And for me, I'm reading like the Bible it's called the, um, what is it called? Uh, the Bible recap. And so it's going through the Bible in chronological order because I didn't learn. And I don't really like, I learned that much. So that's the kind of like my goal this year is to go through that, but obviously you could do anything, you know, any sort of reading that, but I feel like that time that's kind of grounding time for me is important. And then I go work out. Um, but I do think, um, it's similar to like the 75 and hard. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Yeah. So that part of that plan too, is actually carving out 15 minutes of time to read. I do think that's really important. So, um, but yeah, so I don't really have any other like tricks like or apps that I follow. I think Instagram, I have, you know, seen some interesting, like people lifting and like in people that I uh, respect in the fitness community and they inspire me like, oh, that's a good way to like, all like make that modification to the exercise or that way you make it more challenging or, um, so I, I think watching them inspires me to continue as well. Um, and just keep it like, you know, change it up a little bit, you know? Um, so I do think what you put in front of you makes a difference. Like I don't really, don't really watch TV. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think if you are whatever material you're ingesting or what things you're putting yourself, or I listen to podcasts all the time, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think that makes a huge difference with your motivation and your focus and, um, perception. 
Yeah. You know, I don't watch much TV either. And I've also listened to podcasts and I can tell the difference in my attitude if I stop for a little bit, you know, and then what I'm putting, what I'm listening to, if, if I turn on the news, for example, you know, I have to pretty much, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm like living in a hole, but like, I have to not read the stuff and just listen to, you know, other things because otherwise I just, I'm not in a good emotional state. So, you know, you get up really, really early. Like, how do you, I, I, what I've been trying to figure out in the last couple of interviews is a lot of us are just internally motivated, but if we, how do you recommend other people that maybe need more external motivation? Like, do you have any recommendations? Cause obviously it's hard for us to get out of bed. You know, um, it's hard for us to work out. It's hard to do all these things, but we mm-hmm. figure out a way, but just maybe someone just getting started in it. I mean, do you have any thoughts yeah. for that? Yeah, I honestly think there's strength in numbers. So like when we were like in college or, you know, like if I was going to meet somebody to run, I totally would not miss the run because they were, I was, they they were going to be there and I didn't want them to go by themselves. So I would, you know, make sure I got out of bed when I was extra tired. Um, Believe it or not, I used to like hit snooze and miss like my early workout time quite often. It's actually just been in the last year that that's changed for me. And I think establishing routines. So like I go to bed pretty early and I get up early and I wake up and have my quiet time. And I, then I go to the gym where I see my friends. Like, you know, I think having routines that you're committed to, um, even when you're not seeing the results, even when you don't love it yet, stay committed Mm -hmm. to the process. Um, and it will, it'll click It, it. You just have to stay consistent. And, Um, I do think if you're having trouble, like finding that workout routine, like find a partner or somebody to go with, or a group of people that you connect with and you want to go see and spend time with in the morning. And, um, and I, I tell my husband, like, you know, he'll off, uh, like ask, are you taking a day off? And, you know, when I take a day off, I, you know, it's nice for the extra rest, but I actually dislike it because I am an endorphin junkie. Like I tell him, like, I'm an endorphin junkie. Like it just sets my, it like, I it's, I think being athletes for as long as we have, it's just something I have to do because it, it regulates things. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage people who are just starting to like notice those things. Like maybe anxiety is decreased. Maybe you're sleeping better. Maybe your mood is, you know, your energy is better and your, your mood is improved, you know, throughout the day. If you work out, say first thing in the morning, like I do, I do like look for those positive things that are contributing, um, to, you know, it's maybe you're not at your end goal, but there's little things that are happening that are positive along the way. So you got to nurture those and actually recognize them that, and that will help keep you motivated and consistent. Yeah, it's all about, it's all about recognizing those wins along the way. But I'm like you. If I don't do it, I just I'm just not the same. I don't have the productivity. I don't have the energy. I it's even if I try, it's just yeah. I I just much prefer doing again working out in the morning like that too. And I didn't used to be like that either. I especially right out of college. Geez, I used right. to have to run it eat in at night because I couldn't get myself out of bed. So. What about uh, how far are you looking in advance? Like, are you making fitness goals long-term, short-term? What are you thinking? Where do you want to be in the next 10, 20 years even? Yeah, I've actually thought about that. Um, I don't know. Right now, I'm really enjoying where I'm at, my routine, which is probably something I could not have said before. Like, this is probably the first time in my life where I don't feel like oh, I need to add something else. Or I need to do this. I could probably stretch more, but I don't feel like I need to add like before, you know, like I 
felt like I needed to add lifting more. I probably need to add, you know, but now I feel like I have this great, you know, routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really, I'm going to continue on. So winning my pro card in the bikini comp- competition, I'm going to go ahead and compete again in October, two more times. And okay. then I don't know what happens after that. So, um, but I don't, I actually really like it. And so I, I can see myself continuing. So, um, that's, that's kind of the plan right now. I'm mean, going to, obviously things can change, but right now it's, I feel really balanced and healthy with it and I'm enjoying it. Like I, I never enjoyed stepping up to the start line and running a race. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I loved the, I loved the, the hanging out with the team and the process of leading to the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the race I hated yeah. and, um, somebody pointed this out to me the other day, um, a really good friend, but she's, and she's like, but you love, you loved stepping on stage. And I was like, that's true. Yeah. I loved every part of this process. So that's sort of interesting for me to, to recognize. So who knows, I'm going to continue what I'm doing now and it's, we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's amazing. So I thank you again for coming on. I just feel like I said, I saw your stuff on social media and I was like, this is so cool that you're doing this. And it's just, I think it's motivation for us all that we're listening and in hearing, you know, you find yourself along the way. And I wrote down what you said, you said, when something is hard, I believe you go towards it. And so I think if people just take that mindset, you know, that it's, it's hard when you're a mom and you, you know, work and, you know, you there's so many different things you're trying to juggle. Um, but you're showing us that, you know, if you take time for yourself, that you're there more for everyone else as well. So true. It is mm-hmm. so true. You gotta, you know, it's like the airplane analogy. You gotta put the, yeah. whatever oxygen mask on yourself before you put on your kids. I mean, it's, it's so true. You have to do that. Exactly. Well, thank you. And I will link to your, uh, your social media, if that's okay, in the show notes, just so people can follow and see how you do in those competitions in October. And good luck from uh, me and all of the other listeners. But I just really appreciate your insight. So thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. It it was wonderful. I'm flattered to be here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.